Welcome to Was It Good, a podcast where we review movie and TV shows. We just finished Chernobyl, an HBO miniseries about the 1986 Chernobyl reactor disaster. I'm your host, Ravi, joined by my two brothers, Krishna and Arjuna. We're talking about the science of the show, the accuracy of what was portrayed, and we have a very special guest to help us through all of this, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson, a nuclear physicist, inventor, and comedian. Welcome. Welcome, 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 everyone. Thanks yeah. for having me. This is exciting. Thanks for joining us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Sure. This will be a it. special episode. This will be a great <laughs> yeah. episode because we are dancing around. Do we want to be funny with it? Do we want to be serious with it? Oh, God. We're just going to be <laughs> awkward with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably the best place. Probably the best way to go with it. Uh, yeah. Let's just jump right in, guys. I mean, we like to start our podcast off by asking the, the question of, you know, we're basically going around and saying, you know, what's your one word impression? As per normal, I haven't figured that out yet, so I'm not going to go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Christian, you're the eldest yes. out of the three of us. So and I'm ready. In true fashion, uh, elders first. Yeah. My one word impression for Chernobyl is riveting. Uh, from the very opening shot until the very last, uh, I was on the edge of my seat. And the most surprising thing to me was how intense I found a show that lacked that sort of like outward action. Like I like a lot of like action movies. I like a lot of, you know, on screen, you know, uh, visual effects and stuff like that. And this, you know, this show definitely had some of that, but the, the tension and the intensity was really driven by the situation, the dialogue, the decisions, the key decisions that, you know, uh, key characters made. And it was, I, I just, I couldn't look away. I was, I was, I was just totally blown blown away by it also i want to mention the fact that every time the show came on i had i had to have like a glass of vodka like <laughs> i was just like i got this hankering for vodka i'm gonna drink it and uh it was it was fantastic it's so riveting is is my word not so wait, so this show encouraged you to drink yeah <laughs> well i mean vodka. yeah specifically vodka yeah have mother mean. russia in your cup <laughs> exactly <laughs> <right>. exactly <laughs> yeah that's great that's weird actually <laughs> That's oh, well. really bizarre. I don't think it's that weird. Um, you're the youngest, Arjuna, so we're That's not going to go to you next. Because okay. Sure <laughs> um, Dr. Higgerson, would you like to give us your one-word impression sure. of Chernobyl? Yeah, I'm a little nervous to say this because I feel like I'm going to be like a, a spoil sport or something, but I, I would say it was overkill. Oh, wow. My one word. Ooh. But, um, I mean, I come in from a different perspective, so like that tension there it, I, I i definitely have heard that from everybody um i just i didn't feel it but then like i already knew a lot about the accident and i was i was probably more nervous about the political impact of the show just because of perception of nuclear and mm-hmm. i was so skeptical going in like okay how are they gonna do this and and then the other one is just like that stuff doesn't scare me very much anymore because I, I work around reactors and stuff so i was just like i I was more interested, like, yeah, you know, the thing's happening. That, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Something has <laughs> happened. That is pr- the perspective we need, because we're all like, you know, wow. like, we know a little bit. We know yeah, very little. Yeah. And it's scary as hell. Right. Now, I'm sure, like, being there, being at the, f- the first major re- ac- uh, accident like that, that, I mean, those people were really scared, for sure. But, like, you know, if you, see, if you ever see videos of, like, pilots in distress or something, you know how it's always, they're kind of, like, calm and, and everything, or doctors freaking out in a table right. it felt more like that i think it would be more like that nowadays gotcha or, um, interesting yeah so that's, that's that's such a boring answer i'm so sorry <laughs> no, no that's a, that's no, a, that's a perfect answer. answer yeah because we're all like ah. yeah we're all I, I think it's interesting too because there were a lot of articles that came out and a lot of i saw a lot of other physicists 
and people in the science community that came out and said there was concern of are we with this show are we going to have the public all of a sudden be freaked out by nuclear power mm-hmm. are we going to see a big movement all of a sudden of turn all the uh, nuclear reactors off and let's go back to coal or something I feel crazy. like the biggest the biggest impact that this has had on people is people going to visit the site and like, yeah. you see all these people just you know, on on YouTube and on social media, being damn like, oh, vloggers, this and this, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, ah. you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can go visit. Can fine. you? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. See, that's we'll, get, we'll that, talk about yeah, that we'll later. We get okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, Arjuna, what's your one word impression? I was gonna go with raw. I just felt like you know, watching it, you don't know how accurate it is, and I think we're, that's really exciting to have you here to really figure out like how accurate some of the stuff was but you know to me the the stuff that sticks out is a lot of the hospital scenes and kind of the imagery of of the uh of the different like specifically the firefighters going through the radiation poisoning um and just how those images were so i'm gonna go with raw because i just Mm. it affected me in that way i guess you know what i like about that word is um that description is that's that's probably how it felt to people there, you know, right. like like people there were uncertain about what was true and what wasn't true. I mean, the average person, they didn't they that was and the show captured that was one of the points sure. of the show is like it almost doesn't matter if the show was 100 percent accurate, because right. the point is the people on the ground at the time would be scared about just that. They're going to be told and the show showed that, you know, some people are just like, oh, it's a chest X-ray. And then other people are like, no, we're all doomed, you know, and it's like you don't know who to believe. <laughs> yeah. And that's. That like captures the fear of uh, radioactivity for a lot of people. It's like the uncertainty of it. It's this like invisible force that you have to have a PhD to to even figure out if you're like being hurt by it. Oh man! You know, like when when something catches on fire, we you know we're we're evolutionarily programmed to understand it. It's like, ow, it hurts, and then you you walk away from it, you know, and you're scared of it. Right. Uh, maybe not totally. Maybe kids like to play with matches, but I mean, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy over here. That's right. <laughs> Didn't you touch an open flame like twice? Uh, one year from the day. So I was like four years old, and I touched a candle, burnt my finger, and then exactly one year later on the exact same day, did the same thing. What's wrong with you? Didn't learn. I didn't learn. Your brain. I'm lacking something. Your brain doesn't work so good. (laughs) (laughs) Your brain's broken there, kid. Oh, boy. So something they didn't show well in the show, I think, uh, is that um, they kind of implied, uh, I don't know if you want to get into the science yet, but uh, one of the things they they didn't show that makes this stuff kind of, for me, extra scary is that you don't feel radioactivity. Like, they were showing firefighters getting burns, like, you know, immediately. immediately. Yeah. Right. And the reality is that, yeah, yeah. And there, and really there's, there's no strong evidence that anybody got a, 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 that would be called a prompt burn, radiation burn, um, like you would get from like an atomic bomb or something. Um, really most of those things are much more like sunburns. So they set in like, you know, hours to days later. And that's part of what makes it scary when scientists are working on it because they have to sit there calculating and measuring their dose because we have no, you know, we're not evolved to feel radiation at all. It's like, even with, at least with a sunburn, you feel the heat of the sun. Right. You're not feeling the the damage itself. You're not feeling the UV damage, but at least those two go together. You're like, oh, it's a hot sunny day. Right. Right. And you remember the last time you got a sunburn, but you don't feel anything with radiation. You can be getting a lethal dose and you don't. You no, wouldn't know. You don't you know. You wouldn't know until yeah. days later. Right. Yeah, you have to have an instrument tell you. So it, would you say that's a blessing or a curse? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it makes it scary. It that is makes, scary, the silent killer. I think killer. it's probably one of the scariest things. Um, 
Although at the same time, I mean, it goes both ways because then there's people who are overly scared of it. And one of the reasons, uh, you know, if we actually did feel radiation, we'd be in and, and it hurt, we'd be in pain all the time because we're currently exposed to a lot of radiation. That's the part that people forget. It's not that, I mean, it's scary that you can get more and then it goes, but, it, but we're surrounded by it. We're being hit by uh, cosmic waves, uh, cosmic time. rays right, right now. Yeah, there's like uh, about roughly... Um, Every couple seconds, a muon goes through your body and it ionizes an entire track from your head to your toe, and it destroys <laughs> DNA, it destroys cells. <laughs> what? And we don't. I'm never leaving the basement <laughs> bunker where we shoot this thing ever yeah. again. I need aluminum foil right now. Where's my tinfoil hat? Right. Well, you need more than tinfoil. You need <laughs> yeah. you need about a thousand feet of water. Okay, thousand. I'm living under yeah. the okay, water. That's, yeah. that's where I'll be for. Because <laughs> these things are very energetic, and they yeah. go they go several hundred meters into the earth. And uh, I used to work at a at a facility that was under inside a mountain mm-hmm. in Italy, and that's under a mountain just to avoid these cosmic rays. Because if you want to do a careful experiment where you're looking for a really weak signal, right, you have to go. You have to avoid this stuff. <laughs> and it's very hard. Very and hard. So to so avoid. that's the that's the double sided coin. Is like when you are measuring it. On one hand, you're like oh man you know like it's this thing where you could get a lethal dose without noticing but at the same time you're also like holy crap we're exposed to this like all the time right and especially like if you go on an airplane i mean you would you get huge doses on airplanes especially you go over the poles right um but we never notice we don't feel it (laughs) you just have to know about it i'm gonna go with it's a blessing (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. we're we're gonna go with blessing but i feel like if 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 that was more publicly available in terms of like there is all this radiation all the time there would be a new group of people um be made of you know to be afraid of it and you know another reason for them to stay indoors and sure i feel mm. like that would be very very bad for this world. This it's funny though staying indoors is good is is exposes you to radon and radon <laughs> is one of the worst forms of, of radioactivity because it uh you inhale it and it turns, uh, it decays in your lungs, and it gives off. It's an alpha emitter, which means it gives off a very, very heavy energetic particle. And it's, uh, it's bec- as people are smoking less and less, it's it's growing as the number one cause. Or it's not number one yet, but I mean, it's growing as the predominant co- one of the predominant causes of lung cancer. Wow. So if you what? if you hang out underground and inside, <laughs> <laughs> the radon will get right. you. So what you're saying is we're screwed. Uh, no, it's screwed all over. <laughs> we're not screwed because this has been going on for four Forever. billion years. Right. Uh, in fact, uh, it's probably pretty necessary. Just like sunlight, you know, you shouldn't be scared of sunlight. If you scared if you, if you're scared of sunlight, you get vitamin D deficiency, right? right? Like our mm. bodies have evolved specifically to use sunlight we're partially we're not exactly like plants but but we you know it's a natural part of life we still need and, it, yeah no. uh there's you know um some people believe there's actually a critical amount of radiation that's hard to study because it's hard to get an organism never exposed to radiation <laughs> right. But, right. but they do, do they're doing studies in in that that same facility they're putting mice they're trying to see what happens to them and some people think uh there's a lot of good evidence that you need a baseline to stay healthy because your body is expecting that to be part of the normal decay process for your body. Wow. Um, and that sounds weird, but I mean, um, you know, just compare it to, to the, the sunlight thing. I mean, you right. need sunlight to be healthy. And when you see somebody without, who never goes out, they, you know, they get super pale, they get like pimples, they get all sorts of <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, how, yeah. Okay, there yeah, you go. No, yeah. so I, think, I think you could wrap it up. You could say then, just like anything else in this world, too much 
you know, is of anything, of anything. You. Well, you, need, you. Yes. you need a modern, modern bingo. sound to this. Yes. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. So I'm going to go with my one word impression being. I have no idea. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's I just so. No there's just, oh, no. I think, I, maybe I, I tainted it. I don't know. I'm going to go with IDK. 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 I don't know. It's a lot. That sounds like IDK. Like, I'm not right now. Like, what the hell? I did it. I did it as a pun. Uh, just just because there's there's so much to like break down. Like we just you know spoke about you know radiation in everyday life, which is you know always an interesting and fun thing. But you know, like you've said, uh, it is something that we need. So very very cool. So let's kind of jump into the actual science of it. Um, there are a couple of couple of things that kind of came out of the show um, in terms of accuracies. I'm just going to kind of read these off, and then I kind of want to get everyone's kind of um, impression of of these and. Does it actually matter? Does it do justice to the show, injustice, etc.? Oh, that it like was accurate or wasn't accurate. Exactly. Like, does it help, or is this just Hollywood's way of kind of jumping in and saying, you know, we're gonna glorify to, to you know, get viewers and and whatever? So the first one is the helicopter accident. So in the show, it's heavily implied that one of the helicopters, I believe this was episode two, two. They're at Chernobyl now. They're kind of assessing the whole situation. Um, and one of the things that they try and do is they need to send helicopters over the reactor and dump what is the material? Uh, some kind of boron. Boron to yeah. kind of put boron. the put the fire out. Yeah. Well, it's uh, boron is a. I wouldn't put the fire out, but boron's a uh, neutron poison. So a neutron poison is a is a an isotope that strongly absorbs neutrons. And uh, if you want to stop a, a criticality accident, so if you want to stop a, a chain reaction that's going on. You put boron on it to stop the neutrons from uh, generating a chain reaction fission. So, um, yeah, so we call that neutron poisoning. Neutron poisoning. That yeah. sounds dangerous. <laughs> neutron <violent>. poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> Bring in the neutron poison. <laughs> so it sounds dangerous, but it's it's uh, it's funny because it's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing for stopping a reaction. Right, it's called yeah. a neutron poison because. Um, you know, normally you're trying to get fission reactions to occur, mm-hmm. right? Like not trying to stop them. <laughs> you're trying to keep them. You don't want them to go out of control, but right. you want to. You don't want to stop them. So whenever you make a reactor, you have to make sure you don't have neutron poisons in your your uh, reactor. You want moderators. is usually what you want. A moderator is a is a thing that a neutron just bounces off of, and it slows it down enough that it can to stay warm enough that it uh and, and not too hot, so that it keeps the reactor going at a nice pace. So uh-huh. that's like graphite. That's why they have right. graphite. Uh, water can act as both a poison and a um, uh, moderator. Um, control rods are usually a type of uh, of uh, moderator. Mm-hmm. So you stick them into the reaction, and right. so that changes the, the amount of neutrons that are flying around. Flying around. Yeah. So we have this helicopter that goes in to drop the, the neutron poison. And in the show, it's heavily implied that the radiation, neutrons coming out of the, uh, the smoke and everything... Uh, causes the helicopter to crash. Yeah. Now, I've read that that's not the case. That's not what happened. It was actually six months later, and there is actual video footage of the helicopter of a helicopter from Chernobyl actually crashing. So what I've been reading is that it was six months later, and the helicopter went down because the helicopter blade crashed into some kind of chain that was uh, hanging out or sticking something. Out sticking out or, out or whatever. Yeah, that's what I read, too. Do we and uh, that makes sense to me because I cannot see a mechanism where radiation causes a helicopter crash i know flying over a fire can cause a helicopter crash because particles can get into the engine but that's a totally conventional thing um 
as yeah. opposed to radiation. So yeah. there's actually another movie. Now, a uh, drone might be taken out. Like, if drone. we tried to fly a drone mm-hmm. nowadays, you couldn't do this back then. But And they do show this in the movie. Like, if you take a robot to a very high radiation area. Right. Especially back then, we've gotten better at it now. But um, electronics are not too much less sensitive than we are. I gotcha. Mean, they, radiation goes in there, and it knocks electrons around. And, and it can fry stuff pretty quickly. So for reasons similar to why we're sensitive to it, that happens to robots, too. Um, um, so... So a drone that got really, really close to it, but I mean a helicopter like way up in the sky is just, that I mean just it's it's flown by wires and stuff, you know, steel right. cables and stuff. So yeah. it's that that stuff would have to literally fall apart to cause cause that to yeah, go down, and that just wouldn't happen. In fact, in fact, they kept flying that helicopter strongly implies it didn't even get contaminated. So you know, like, hmm. okay, that's very or at least significant. I mean, why would they if it was this, this like super contaminated helicopter? Why was it flying six months later? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's, very yeah, good that's point. a very good point. So do we feel like, you know, the creators of Chernobyl, did they just throw that in to kind of add to the severity of the situation, we're thinking? Yeah, I think it was a cool visual. Like, if you just look at it from, like, a filmmaking standpoint, that's a, it's a powerful indicator of there's that this isn't normal right. and that this is, like, a bad situation. So I, I think... I think as a viewer who isn't, you know, as well versed in the science and knows that immediately that's not an accurate representation, I think the visual cue still gives you the implication the the feeling that you need of like this is a bad situation. They are ill equipped to really handle this right now. Yeah. And you know, the pilot would probably did not feel great about flying <laughs> over it either. I mean, that would be the one you'd be worried about. I mean, there's radioactive smoke coming up. Right. And if you inhale it, you're, I mean, you're stuck with whatever it is. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so, um, no, I, I think the show did a lot like that where they didn't say things that were wrong, but they gave visualizations to imply it. So, um, and I, I was kind I was kind of iffy on, I was okay with it. Like, like for example, uh, so they show. Like, I already told you about how um, acute radiation syndrome (ARS) mm-hmm. doesn't really show up on site. That's, right. I mean, that's an extreme. That's that only happens if an atom bomb goes off in front of you and you're in the blast radius of it. So like, and somehow you survive the blast that. radius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, people do do that, and, you right. know. But that's the only time you actually get a prompt radiation burn that literally burns you at the time, and right. that just that is you can. That pretty much only happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's never happened with a, an accent. But, um, you know, they never say that that's why they were being burned. They mm-hmm. just strongly imply it. You know, right. they, again, it was a visual. It's like, so, you know, maybe that part of that was part of the point. It's like, oh, this guy's getting the radiation. We're showing it. But we're not going to actually say they got it burned. In fact, uh, pretty much as far as we know, all the burns from what I've read, all the burns that the firefighters got were from fire. Actual fire, as opposed to what they were implying. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and like that scene where the guy picks up the graphite and then his hand is burning. Yeah, yeah. Just again, that wouldn't happen from radiation like that. Um, Most likely, it probably happened because it's it was a hot hot rock. Yeah, Yeah. it was. was (laughs) But they're like hot rock. But it's like radiation. (laughs) Freaking out! Like, oh no. Well, graphite. I I mean, there's still weird hazards that come up with around a plant. Graphite is a very unusual material. Like one of the things it can do is it has both really high heat capacity and really high heat conductance. And so if you picked it up and it was hot, it really would burn you <laughs> like a lot because it's extremely good conductor. It's better than copper. So you know when you touch hot metal yeah. on a hot day, how it it feels like way hotter than anything. Graphite yeah. would be like that, but even more because it's a much better thermal conductor than than uh, 
most metals. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and firefighters aren't used. It's like where else do you see blocks of graphite? Like nobody just. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a that weird enough thing. <laughs> that, oh man. So, but but a lot of the dangers of nuclear technology and stuff. A lot of times they are related to that. They're like you're not. Um, and I think this has caused some, also some of the fear around it because there's things that have, that have hurt people in the nuclear industry that have had nothing to do with radiation a really good example is beryllium beryllium is a really good neutron reflector and so it's used all over in both uh, atomic bombs and reactors and all this stuff um, but uh, a lot of machinists actually got sick from machining beryllium during the cold war and that's because it's uh, w- when you machine it, it turns into a fine powder, and uh, a, f- a fraction of the population is allergic to beryllium. You develop a really horrible condition called beryllosis, and it's extra scary because it takes twenty years to set in. So you can get it. And Wait, twenty twenty years? years. Yeah, oh, wow. because it's, because your body sort of like develops these little nodules. It's very similar right. to mesothelioma okay. in some ways. So it's like a, kind of like the asbestos thing, and just like that too. Nobody really knew that it was happening because. Uh, you know, because it took so long, and, it was, and, it, and it's not 100% of the people get it. But you know, a lot of people got sick from that, and then they, you know, a lot of them are like, "Well, why are we getting sick?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we worked on these, uh, you know, this uh, these atom bomb parts, so that must be from somehow from the nuclear stuff." And it was related because it was yeah. a technology that was causing it, but it didn't actually have anything to do with radiation, the radiation right. or anything. It's just when you're working with unusual materials and weird things like that, then you have to stay, you know, you have to be careful. That's why we don't see beryllium products as much as we used to. We used to, used to be able to buy beryllium bicycles. And, Ugh, oh, God. No. Yeah. <laughs> All the well, keys. It's, 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 it's a shame. Why. <laughs> it's a shame because it's really cool material. It's like super light. It's the lightest metal, basically. So it's oh, like, wow. it's, uh, you know, if it, if it weren't, if it were cheaper and, and safer, it'd be like in every airplane and everything, you know, wing spars would be made out of it. And right. Wow. But, so that's, that's really interesting because it, Based on what you said, it sounds like the creators of the show, they took a lot of, uh, what's the word, uh, liberties mm-hmm. to things that probably, you know, might have happened, but then they were just, they were just pointing it all towards the same thing, like this, this catastrophic amount of radiation in the air is what's causing all these disasters, where it, it might be a little bit more indirect than that. So that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty eye-opening. I had no idea. Yeah, I, I feel like it's more layered than that, and it's hard to probably tell that in, in, a, sh- in a show. In a know? five-part yeah, indie series. But also yeah. sometimes uh, I've, I've done, like, science consulting. I don't mm-hmm. know if you read that, but so, like, I worked, I did science consulting for Thor and stuff. So I, I oh. know that... Um, when you work with uh, Hollywood people, like they're super, they're super intense on getting it right, like right. in the beginning, yep. you know, there'll be an entire team of writers like we're gonna get this right, we're gonna nail this, you know? <laughs> and then just in the spur of the moment, the director's like, "No, I want the goddamn helicopter to crash." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and so that just is like, okay, scratch that, make it work. Yeah. yeah. So so I know, and but I mean, look, that's how you do filmmaking. Yeah. Okay. Because right. like, yeah. The, the job wasn't to entertain me or please me. It was to entertain all the people I see who are like, whoa, that was intense. And right. I am still concerned about the, you know, people getting overly scared of it. But um, but I'm also, I, I'm pretty hopeful that it might be the other way around. Because I, especially towards, as the show went on, I really liked that it wasn't about the disaster. It was mm. about the aftermath. Yeah, the cover-up. Yeah, the cover-up and, the cover up and them the trying to, Union, yeah, and them trying the to understand it and stuff. And uh, and I liked that, you know, 
it you know it just showed it's like hey you know that there were still people on site for all the time after the act because i think a lot of people have this idea that like the town blew up and everyone died and there was (laughs) that's the end right whereas reality is like this really you know everything was going normal and then there was this accident and people had to actually figure out what to do about it and how to like make you know how to to clean it up, which is the hard part. Yeah, fixing way. fixing the mistake fixing and then yeah, yeah, covering. Uh, moving on, you know, with the, the science behind the show, um, one of the um, big plot points of the show was one of the firefighters had a wife who was pregnant, mm-hmm. um, and there was a statement in the show or kind of a throwaway line where the baby, you know, ended up dying, but the baby absorbed all the radiation that the mother was exposed to. Now, I've been yeah. reading a little bit into this, and it looks like this was not accurate, nor is there any kind of, uh, you know, necessary science behind it or any kind of document ca- documented cases of this. Yeah, I couldn't find So, I saw that, too. Um, man, I'm just so used to people showing stuff like that. I just, like, <laughs> just went, whatever. Um, yeah. No, but no, that's true. So, uh, I read the same thing. I looked it up. I couldn't find any cases of cases. Uh, uh, a baby dying yeah um kids did get sick though yeah uh, and part of it was because they weren't evacuated so there i think again it was like kind of trying to be metaphorical but it's true it's like radiation's not contagious exactly yeah. well right. i mean it again this it gets complicated <laughs> yeah. it is and it is isn't if you're still contaminated like if you have dust on you so the firefighters that you remember that scene where they show the uh them dumping all their jackets yeah, in the room. yeah. those jackets yeah. are still there they're still screaming hot because they're covered in all the the smoke, smoke and radiation and fallout, yeah. yeah all the fallout um that stuff you know if you wouldn't want to be exposed to that so that's why like nowadays anytime we work with something like that we wear contamination suits and the whole point is that you take the contamination suit off very carefully so that nothing exposed to the contamination can get out there but yeah, I mean, but he was already in a hospital. He would have been cleaned up. So, you know, there is some possibility that uh, sweat would allow water-soluble mm-hmm. um, material to come out. Like iodine-191 is uh, soluble in, in water. And uh, the firefighters would have had large doses of that in their body. Um, but, uh, you know, that's not really likely to be a large amount. Um, so, now, the kids did get sick, yeah. though, from something called strontium-90. Which is a it's a chemical, um, it's a chemical mimic mimic of calcium. So, for, for some there was like an orphanage where they were reluctant to evacuate them for. The, I think it took them like forty days. Oh wow! And during that time, I think a lot of them continued to drink milk. Right. Uh, and if the cows, so if there's strontium ninety on the grass, right. the cows eat the grass. The cows then turn that uh, calcium into milk, and then kids drink it, Uh, especially very young kids. They're building bones. That strontium-90 stays in their bones for the rest of their life. So now I don't think there were any widespread deaths from this, or maybe even any deaths. I'm not sure, but it is definitely a known mechanism to to contaminate somebody permanently from, from an area. Wow. But it doesn't necessarily have to kill them. No. Oh, that's I mean, really it can increase so your 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 leukemia risk and your gotcha. bone risk, but I mean, like the the studies done after have all shown way less deaths, statistically speaking. Now it's, it's always hard with cancer to tell what was the cause, right. the cause of it, right? Because again, just like radiation is a common occurrence, cancer is a common occurrence, and lots of things cause cancer, and it's the number one killer of people in the world right now, with or without radiation. So, because it's just part of how the human body falls apart you know it's just a thing um and so but 
statistically they weren't there they were predicting way more cases of cancer than actually ended up happening and the overwhelming number of cancer cases were thyroid cancer which is related to iodine um but uh what's kind of interesting about that is nuclear power has uh cured far more people of thyroid cancer than it's ever killed because what you actually treat thyroid cancer with is the radioactive iodine that you get from nuclear reactors. <laughs> oh, I remember. Uh, the success rate is very high. So, geez. so the, <laughs> it sounds weird, but like yeah. if you get a tumor from radioactive iodine, the right. treatment is take more radioactive iodine, kill that tumor, and the odds that you'll get two tumors is less than the odds that you kill the first one. Wow. So then you get a second <laughs> tumor, you do it again because the odds right. of getting three. Yeah, that's <laughs> impossible. That's impossible. Jeez. <laughs> that's, that's actually kind of mind-blowing right yeah. there. You're going to turn someone into a mutant. <laughs> so in terms of – so in the show, you know, they, they said the baby absorbed the radiation. Is that is that even possible? Like, it's possible that, they said that because they thought that. They thought that. Okay. So that, again, time. this is one of the problems. I, right. I don't know that all the history because it was so covered up at the time. So right, yeah, I'm right. that that was one thing I kind of liked about the show is like, you don't know what people were being told. You right. know, like, like uh, um, you're probably going to get to this one, The Bridge of Death. That might have been a real rumor. Yeah. I don't, I, it probably was. Yeah. Um, uh, shouldn't have brought that one up actually because it's too early. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're no, 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 that's that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, I don't think in that case that the baby. I mean, it's not a physical impossibility to absorb radiation. It's it's just uh, very unlikely that it actually killed the baby. Got it. Got it. So then, also it, towards the at the end of the show, they had their you know text on screen giving some quote facts about what happened and and so forth, and. They said there were about 20,000 cases of cancer across the Ukraine uh, post the, you know, post Chernobyl. Um, nobody is saying really yes or no, you know, yes or no to that or if that's even accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, based on what we know about the accident, the widespread of the smoke and everything, and then obviously it getting in the ground and, and getting everywhere. Um, are we ever going to get to a point where we'll actually get an accurate number of Chernobyl caused this and this, this, and this, or is it still too early, or is it just impossible based on lack of information and misinformation? Uh, misinformation, yeah. the yeah. whole whole shebang. I think I think lack of information is gonna probably persist. That was one of the things that was so frustrating about the accident was just the initial lack of transparency compared to say Fukushima. I know right. some people say that that was also had a lack of transparency, but I remember both events pretty well, and from the out as an outsider, yeah, and I sure the hell knew what was happening at Fukushima in right. a lot of detail, especially since I understood the dynamics of the reactor. And so I felt like well, uh, at least the, the science community was getting very detailed updates about that. And that allows the public in general to like plan their lives around it. Right. Know? And, and study those kind of things like uh, allows you, you know, when the shuttle had an accident, whenever the shuttle has an accident, they say lock the doors. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah because they're like, you know, everybody make a record, make it contemporaneous. Mm. memorandum of what's going on that's the only way you can actually do good science on it you know so gotcha. if your job is to like hide everything at the moment you're it, we might not ever get those answers because of that um i mean it's it's tough because there's a lot of people who are convinced that it, all sickness in mm-hmm. ukraine is caused by that and that's not true and then there's going to be people who are going to be like nothing happened and that's right. probably not true either <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be really hard to say um I think Fukushima is probably going to give us much cleaner, clean information. Yeah, Yeah. science. For example, uh, um, you know, people were really because it was so uncertain about how many iodine cases 
or, or thyroid cancer cases came out of uh, Chernobyl, people were really up in the air about what was what the outcome of Fukushima is going to be. And a study just came out, and it was shockingly low. Actually, it was again way lower than the predictions for Fukushima. So that's good news. Hmm. But that's because they handle a lot better. They gave people iodine tablets. They evacuated children. Like they actually evacuated on time, like within a reasonable manner. Yeah, from what I, from what I remember, yeah, that yeah. was if that anything was back they in 2011, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, yeah, March, uh, March 2011. Yeah, if anything, they actually over evacuated because really, <laughs> yes, because there were a few deaths uh, caused by evacuation, so there were no radiation deaths. I don't know if you guys realize that, but nobody no, I did died. Not know that actually. No so one died from radiation. Yeah. Uh, definitely no acute radiation symptoms and. Um, no provable case of cancer. There have been people who have died of cancer since then, but no case has been definitively linked to being from uh, the Fukushima accident. Um, so, uh, and that might change over time. Right. I don't know, but um, but that's like uh, that's just yeah. I forgot what I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a lot. Um, it is a lot of information yeah. that's that's out there. Actually, real quick question. Um, uh, oh, oh. this. this Sorry, sorry. I just oh. remembered. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, jump <laughs> I remember, yeah. So no radiation deaths, but there were a few deaths due to the evacuation. For example, there was a 103-year-old woman who didn't want to leave. And I thought the show, I thought Chernobyl did a good job yep, of showing, showing that. showing that as well. And, you know, really, that, that was true of Chernobyl. It's like, if if you're if you're an, an old person and you lived in that area, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, who cares if you you have a 0.01% higher cancer risk? You know, it's like, right. so sometimes it's important to get kids out and stuff like that who right. have their whole life ahead of them and are particularly susceptible to developing these, uh, you know, um, cancers and stuff. But, um, but I mean, come on, like if you're 103, yeah. you live somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And then, so one of the 103 year old uh, women in Japan, she didn't want to leave and then she died during, because she was too old to be moved and they were just you know she was forcibly evacuated so sometimes yeah. you can overdo it do you yeah. think they overdid it because there was a fear of chernobyl mm-hmm. yeah. yeah which leads 100%. right yeah. which leads right into my question uh uh since you, you you remember that you know pretty pretty well the actual event can you speak to maybe the changes that were made in the industry because of that event like some oh like, yeah yeah well first of all yeah well first of all the fact that i had a a, a good containment vessel was a huge deal. So mm-hmm. just that was a, a second generation reactor, whereas Chernobyl was like zero generation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I mean, it had no containment vessel. I mean, the, right. that's the entire point of a containment vessel is to prevent fire from leaving a, a fissioning core. That's that is the entire point to prevent fire or steam from explosively uh, pressurizing the vest, the building, and leaving. And uh, and Fukushima's containment vessel did that. So there were still leaks of radiation, but it wasn't from the core. Um, so so the containment vessel worked. That model worked. Um, the core still, all the cores are still in there, melted on the bottom. Um. <laughs> so and we got, cat, we got, we got, we got a cat who wants to be in the podcast now. Come here, you little, you big, jeez. Goofy. He's interested Kid. in in radiation. Oh, you're talking about radiation. radiation. Oh, right. Right. I'm all, I'm all containment fields, Jeez. right? Or maybe Jeez. the milk. Did I use strontium? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, the last the last kind of science piece I want to kind of talk about, and then we'll, we'll, I want to jump into like our favorite and our least favorite parts is the obviously they started on a new dome structure to kind of cover and protect the, it. The sarcophagus. The sarco- yeah. sarcophagus. And right. that, Which this, is what it was supposed to have in the first place, by 
the way. That's, <laughs> like, that, that's what all reactors now are supposed to have. So this went in place, I believe, in 2017? I think so, yeah. Well, it, it's weird because it was there for a long time, but they closed it. I mean, they were they were prepping to, to close, close it. it. Yeah. So now it's sealed off. And from what I've read, it's only going to last about 100 years, mm-hmm. and then they'll have to do something else. Sure. Sure. And in oh, terms fine. of in terms of this covering the the reactor and everything, is this? I guess is this, is this helping in any way? Is this what's the I guess the big point of doing it? At, you know, it's probably overkill. I at think this at this point. point, it's probably like you know, sort of like an apology tour. <laughs> um, gotcha. Oh we messed up. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. I mean, sorry, it's just to show it's to show that it, it's solvable and to 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 develop technology to try and deal with this. I mean, it's a thing we have to learn how to do. If we're going to use nuclear power, which I strongly suggest we do, um, and part of that is taking ownership for um, when things go wrong and fixing it. And I mean, it's like when BP has an oil spill, you know, they got to clean it up. It's that simple. It's like yeah. um, whether you care about if you want to stop offshore drilling or not or whatever, it doesn't matter. It, they still have to clean it up. Right. It's right. just that simple. Right. Um, so it's similar with this, it's like, um, you know, they're building it. Uh, it's worth the research to figure it out. Um, I think it'd be funny to, I don't know, understand why we don't use like places like that as like nuclear waste depositories. <laughs> Cause that's to me, that mm, seems to make true. those, it's like, it's already contaminated. <laughs> so why are we? <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> I, mean, why I, don't are even, we doing that? I don't even get it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause when I saw that, I was like, wow, that looks awesome. Yeah. You can store so much in there. <laughs> you can store like the entire world's nuclear waste. Like nuclear there. waste right in there. That yeah. is, that's a good um, business opportunity for Russia. Yeah. That is the hot take. That's the hot take. We just got the hot, we were wondering before the show. I'm like, I wonder if we have a hot Take. That's Chernobyl thing. as the dumping ground for the world's nuclear. Waste. I love it. I, I <laughs> like that. Perfect. Let's start that movement. Right. Uh, I, yeah. You know what's funny though is you can see that it's obviously not that dangerous now because there are people inside the react. I mean, there are pe- you you can watch videos of people walking over the the exploded core now. So it's like this not. It's clearly not like the super deadly, deadly area crazy. like it used to be. Yeah. Um, there was an, a movie in the early 2000s actually that came out. It was a horror film. Forget the name, but it takes place in Chernobyl, where they've got these mutants running around, and it's like a <laughs> it's a horror film, and it's just you know it's an exaggeration, obviously, oh, but it's like oh, it was the same idea. Like there are vloggers going through, and yeah. any time like with the vloggers, uh, Top Gear back in its heyday, they had Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, drive through Chernobyl, and they they put like basically they put a uh, like a, a grunge filter over it, put in some spooky <laughs> music. Like that's like that's Chernobyl. But now I'm thinking, if you go there, is it like nice and sunny and bright and everything is like happy and there are weird birds flying? I don't know. I, well, I oh yeah, go uh, it, well it's it's uh, oddly turned into a wildlife paradise because the reality is that people are the like most environmentally disgusting disgusting thing, thing. Yeah. i mean like we drive away you know we our pets drive away natural wildlife yeah. our you know our chemicals sometimes kill wildlife like mm-hmm. like uh, our our um mountain lions here in santa monica keep dying from rat poison because yeah. people put out rat poison not to deliberately kill them but to kill rats and yeah. then the wildlife eats the rat you know all that stuff went away in chernobyl it just turned into like a paradise, a paradise where yeah. because the, the animals don't they're not scared of the invisible stuff, so yeah. they and it doesn't really hurt them. Uh, there's no three-eyed fish like people like Think claim there is going to be. Um, you know, 
like when was the last time you heard of a wolf like being really concerned about dying of cancer it's not really like right. they're it's, it's they been, die it's of starvation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they um, die of starvation like right. uh way before being hit by a car or yeah, something. like right. way before they get uh you know they're into their retirement era. have you seen godzilla by chance well, uh, a couple of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the, the recent the, one? The recent one, yeah. No, I haven't seen the recent yeah. one. It's just... It's, well, I don't want to give it away. Are you that. mixing two uh, shows? No. <laughs> it, the one totally, wasn't Yeah, good. it's just... Uh, there it's, it's just There's aspects of that movie that are highly relatable to uh, uh, to what you just said about... Um, radiation. About wildlife springing up in wake of, you know, massive amounts of radiation, yeah, like Godzilla like, carries. I get in trouble to say this. I shouldn't say this, but um, uh, we're, we're closing San Nofri, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um people are like well but it, because it's it's too similar to fukushima because it's too close to the ocean although it's actually much higher off the ground so the odds that a, a tsunami could actually get up and hurt it are very low but one of the things that frustrates me so much about is people are like well look that's just what if that went off is like that area is beautiful <laughs> like actually nothing would make me happier than for that to be like in oh, a no-go man. zone all right edit that out <laughs> every time i say that people are like no that's too far man <laughs> no way i like that <laughs> but it's a it's a very beautiful wildlife sanctuary and yeah. and and it's squeezed between la and san diego and let's face it we all know what's going to happen to it in the future right it's kind of yeah. like the sprawl will just Eventually take over. over yeah, yeah. Right. And, a, and a nice little exclusion zone would give it like, <laughs> would give it like another chance. 100 years chance <laughs> just to be yeah. left alone yeah. yeah by the way the main fallout is cesium which has a half-life of about 30 years so um 100 years is actually you know quite a lot of uh breathing of, room yeah that's that's oh, really wow. i mean you hear the people talk about the isotopes that last for thousands and thousands of years, but those are a really small fraction of the fallout, and they're also very weak because they're spaced out over thousands of years. That's the uh, that's the paradox of radiation. People oh. always get that kind of um, wrong. It's like saying something has a billion-year half-life is like saying it's basically not dangerous at all because, uh, I mean, the thing that's billions of years is decaying once every billion years. So right. Like, so the rate at the because <laughs> you're you're only yeah. looking for uh, you know an ionizing event is just one event where the thing falls apart. That's just it happens one time, and if it happens at a high rate, it all happens at once, and that's what causes you to get sick. If it happens very slowly, well, that's just that's how things fall apart. Right. So, right. So that's all true. That. Potassium in our body and uranium, thorium, um, radon, all the natural ones. You know, there's lots of stuff that has long lifetime that's not dangerous at all. So, gotcha. So, so one thing you had mentioned earlier that we didn't get to yet, but I wanted to get your thoughts on was the bridge of death uh-huh. um, thing that they yeah, talked about at yeah. the very end, and it seemed like it maybe that wasn't accurate. Or my understanding is that's not accurate. Okay. I, don't, I don't actually see how that would even happen because looking at it from a distance wouldn't hurt you. I mean, the the thing that cause causes health problems is inhaling vapor from the fallout right you know like so the iodine or it lands on food that you eat there's you know this they 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 kept showing they kept confusing the public does this and the show did not help with this but people keep confusing the concept of a reactor blowing up from a chemical explosion caused by the reactor that is not the same thing as like a bomb going off with a huge blast of radiation. I mean, it just, that didn't happen. Like there's, right. there was no, uh, they even said at one point, somebody said like megatons or bomb or something like that. I don't know why they put that line in there or what that was a reference to, but there's no megatons of detonation. I mean, like Chernobyl wouldn't exist 
as a town, if that were true. If that actually right. happened. You know, like a bomb went off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the building is, like I said, you, there's people walk inside there. It was, it was, it was an explosion caused by chemical gas explosion from too much heat and too much steam. So, it, you know, it's not the same as like an, like a, an atomic detonation where like people were exposed as like blast wave of radiation that right. just like never happened. Um, it, the the only issue is that once it's on fire, all that stuff goes up, and it falls back and down. Falls right, right. Yeah. So moving right along, so I want to move into our favorite and our least favorite parts Ooh. here. So uh, I'll start with you, Krishna. What was your least and then your favorite part of the show? Oh man, uh, I thought I'd be more prepared for this. Uh, my favorite part. <laughs> I'll go with my favorite because I know what that is. I think my favorite part was uh, the last episode, um, and I don't know how accurate that is, but it. I thought I did a good job of at least summarizing, and this is where we're gonna, we can bring you in on this, you know, with his blue and his red oh, cars. Oh, that was like, mine. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, well, too bad. Um, you know, like, you know, how, like a reactor and how you got to balance out each, like, little like little aspect of it, um, mm. which I think you went into a little bit of detail into uh, a little earlier. Um, I like that. And then, but I also liked how they also brought back, you know, the human element, the, the director of Chernobyl and his portrayed incompetence you know that was a huge you know factor in this his in ego, this happening his yeah. ego got in the way yeah mm-hmm. you know and i'm pushing a pushing a you know a nuclear reactor too far and whatnot i i, I really like that it was it was and like like i kind of said at the beginning for like it was essentially that last one was like a courtroom drama and i don't usually like courtroom dramas <laughs> but i found that like very like oh wow this you is, don't like judge judy no, no, I can't say I'm the biggest uh, George Judy fan. You're no, not a Law and Order fan yeah. on all the 18 spinoffs? Every time our dad is watching one of those shows, I just... Police procedurals? It's, yeah. the, it's the worst. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, please. So, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my favorite part was, was that, and uh, you have to come back to me for my least. Okay, uh, okay. Give us Arjuna, your least and favorite? Uh, so my favorite part, I think, just in general, was... Um, was Jared Harris's portrayal of Doctor Legasso Legasov? Mm. Um, not that it was now. Now having talked to you, maybe the most accurate portrayal, but I thought he did a good job of um, just from like an acting standpoint, uh, giving you the intensity and and being able. You know, he was kind of not that there was necessarily a main character, but he did feel kind of like the main character, the through line. Yeah, through um, the story. And, and I also liked that they didn't tell the story in a linear fashion. Right, we didn't just start with the the disaster then go from there we we started with the, his end we started with his end you yep. know and then mm-hmm. we kind of went back to right after the disaster happened and we didn't actually see the disaster happen until like episode five when they're going through it in the um flashbacks yeah in the flashbacks in the courtroom, in the courtroom yep. and everything so what happened so i really liked that uh i think my least favorite part would have to be some of the 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 stuff with like the ministers and stuff from the the Soviet mm-hmm. the Soviet Union, just because, not that it was like badly portrayed, but the, those scenes just made me uncomfortable. I guess with like the the stuff that you see that's being covered up and and again I don't know how accurate that is, but mm-hmm. I think from our understanding of like how it all worked back then, it does seem that way, and it like to me it kind of made me upset. Um, to see like some of this stuff could have been better prevented, but it was just pride and ego that kind of got in the way. 
Yeah, the two biggest things that human beings are grateful for. Sounds like right. a strength <laughs> yeah. of the show, to be honest. <laughs> no, you know? right. Like, really portraying it's, that. It's, it's, my least fra- it's my least favorite because it made me the most upset, I mm-hmm. guess is the best way to put it. That's that interesting. Well, that, that's kind of cool, though. It gave, like, an emotional reaction. Yeah, for sure. And, like, because I, I wouldn't say, like, there was any, like, big negative for me in this show. Yeah. So that, that would be my, my least favorite. So for, for me, my favorite and least favorite part is actually the same thing. It's the portrayal of the USSR. That's your favorite. It's my favorite and my least favorite. And the reason is I thought it was a... Cop it out. Was, say again? Cop out. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and the reason is because I thought it was the first time I got to see uh, what the USSR was, how the Soviets kind of reacted. And then like you, Arjun, it was very upsetting and then also very frustrating because it was, are you all just crazy and insane? And clearly, yes. Um, I thought it was portrayed really really well because it gave us you know in america a interesting way to kind of see how this this type of government worked what they were kind of wanted to do um and then also we got to see kind of their downfall because a lot of people say and i don't know if it's official but they say that because of chernobyl it was the one of the big design factors that kind of forced the ussr to disband and eventually fall because it i guess upset the economy. It was something what, like seven hundred fifty thousand people needed to work to kind of uh, clean it up and uh, fix the aftermath. So, and it, and and it, uh, it highlighted that they were, you know, it highlighted they were in Ukraine, mm-hmm. which you know, especially nowadays, now we realize that not everyone on. You know, yeah. in Ukraine was exactly on board with that, right? So, and that remains controversial. <laughs> to this day. So, uh, you know, I think I think that was a big part of it. Is like, you know, they showed a lot in the show. They show a lot of the like forced patriotism, mm-hmm. um, which that might have been fine if they had been in Russia. You know, if this accident had happened in Russia, but I think you know a lot of the Ukrainians are probably like, hey, what, wait a minute, what, why? Why do we have to even, clean this up? Yeah, like you're building your shitty plants in in yeah. our country, and and you know, um. Yeah. So wait. Uh, so can I do mine? Now? Yep, yep, oh, yeah. Yeah. Please. Please. yeah. So I think my favorite scene was was definitely the roof cleanup scene because mm-hmm. um, that that really did happen. Those are real people. I think they were very brave, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I really like the the mathematics and the organization that went behind it. Ironically, that's a thing that I think Russia has always been pretty good at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, we're gonna just expose everybody <laughs> one <laughs> lifetime, and then that, you know and <laughs> And, you know, most of those people lived long lives. So the calculation was done right. And that is, uh, you know, I remember reading about that a long time ago. And it was just, it was such a wild idea. It's like, every, it's like okay, we can't have any one person sit there shoveling because then they'll die. So it's like, we're going to have thousands of people and all they do is do one shovel load and then <laughs> just get, get off. And, and I yeah. just, I, I like that, just the bravery of the people to do it and just, uh, just I, I I felt like a weird combo of the scientists going because remember I told you that like, you can't see it everything has to be computed it's like okay we're doing a measurement yep we're doing the, the calculation that's gonna be your dose and then you're never gonna have to do that again that's it <laughs> and I that's and today this is that is how we work with radiation I it's the same with me whenever I go in a radiation area high radiation area I wear a dosimeter uh. That's measured by a safety office. It's very carefully measured. Um, if if I ever, you know, hopefully this never happens, but I'm ever exposed to like a, a dose way higher than our safety limits are supposed to, that will get measured, 
And there is the possibility I'll be told, okay, sorry, you just can't work in nuclear physics anymore. Oh, wow. Because, oh. It, like, if that ever happened, if right, I was in sure. an accident and I got a lifetime dose, they'd be like, sorry, look, you're over your lifetime dose. Now, by the way, lifetime dose is actually way below what we think would actually give you cancer. So it's oh. a safety margin. Right. It's not yeah. like... It's, it's not, not like, like you would be yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, I mean, that could happen too. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but you um, just have to go to full-time company. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, that pretty much never happens. But, I mean, uh, the point is that's how we deal with it. It's like uh, we have an annual dose, uh, um, lifetime dose, stuff like that. It's different if you're pregnant because for like i mean it's a it's a legitimate concern mm -hmm. you don't want to expose a, a fetus to more radiation than you right. know an older you know adult or something mm -hmm. um and just all our safety systems are all designed around that we have like systems looking for alarms and it's all just to help us understand this invisible thing it's like giving us the sensors that nature just didn't give us you know just it's really no different than just like ouch that's hot i'm not gonna walk in there right um you know and it's not the only hazard because we have other hazards that we deal yeah. with it's just one of many in fact actually there's more accidents with falling getting electrocuted and uh being deprived of oxygen those are actually usually the real dangers around radiation nuclear. yeah just well just it, science experiments in general but yeah oh my god <laughs> science in yeah. general can we're far like more yeah. yeah so we're far more worried about those and we have lots of safety things there too but it's just like anything you know it's like like a moon launch or anything mm -hmm. you just once you get used to it it's like this is what i have to do to be safe and you do it and no different than driving a car you have to learn how to drive safely and you pick the rules out and you just every time there's an accident you figure out what went wrong and you try and prevent it in the future wow and you know if you look at cars we're way worse at yeah. preventing those than we are at preventing nuclear <laughs> yeah, accidents so i see it as the same way and I, I feel like fukushima was just learned a lot from chernobyl and did a lot of things right um i think they they still had room to improve mm -hmm. in the future and uh, I have no doubt that there's going to be another nuclear accident. I hate to say that. But wow. I hope it's a long, long time. But, right. I mean, it's inevitable. It's just uh, I hope, like all things, we're going to get – they're going to become less and less frequent, and they're going to get safer and less disastrous and more open and more honest. And, and we'll just get better at making sure the one after that doesn't happen. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope – I mean, I'm hoping – we'll switch to more nuclear. So mm -hmm. that to me seems like, how are we going to never have a nuclear accident? It would be like saying, oh, you know, uh, no more car accidents. Yeah. Right? It's going, yeah. it's just, you know. Or it's probably closer to plane accidents because okay, I think. Yeah. Frequency. Yeah, because yeah, car accidents, I mean, most of the cause is people and we just, yeah. people take that risk on their own. But, you know, we had the Max 8 thing again, you know, so we're learning from it. We're not going to stop flying airplanes because of the Max 8. We're going to figure out what, what was wrong and just change the design make sure that doesn't happen learn from and it yeah cool what's your your least favorite or my least favorite yeah. oh uh i think the the scene where they said something about megaton explosion and <laughs> the bullets i didn't like the bullet thing okay because you know uh comparing radiation to a bullet i mean it's kind of true but it's like a really tiny bullet it's a bullet that can that's, go through you right yeah it's like it's, a, it's a bullet that's so tiny it's the diameter of the nucleus of an atom yeah and it flies through virtually empty space yeah so a uh, more in in that analogy it's like saying it's like you're being shot at by thousands of bullets 
and the person shooting at you is on the moon and you, <laughs> yeah. you know and it's like okay yeah but yeah the odds of hitting it. and then on top of it like i said before we're being hit by these bullets all the time so it's like <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, no different than yeah it's life. like they're on the moon and you're in a shoot you're standing out on a shooting range for your entire life <laughs> <laughs> And life on Earth has been being shot at for billions of years, every day, oh, over man. and over, millions of times a second. That's so funny. It's so it's so funny when you take when you take like when you don't know the science and analogy like that. You're like, holy shit! Like what? I'm getting shot at. But then you know the science. You know when you when yeah. you like you realize what the what it actually entails. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like what? It's, it's like it's like shooting a like a piece of dust and like you know through like I don't know like a, a basketball hoop or uh-huh. something even bigger than that you know yeah. like it it doesn't do anything. And just to add to the irony, lead is partially radioactive, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that did, was lost to anybody. But oh my God, <laughs> actual God, bullets are radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A big takeaway of this so. podcast: everything is radioactive, and you're screwed. Uh, Christian, did you figure out what your least favorite part was? Um, yeah, I think it was the the director. Uh, and kind of along the similar lines is uh is a Junior's least favorite part, not because it was bad, it was because I hated him so much. You know, Dial Tov. Dial. Yeah, is, is that how you say it? I don't um, know. Probably yeah, he not. he was just so arrogant. Uh, he was portrayed the character in the in the show. He he was just so arrogant, and uh, you know, he was just very very hateable. <laughs> I, I just this, did not like is, hateable. This is, I think, what terrifies me the most about the show. Yeah. I was completely on his side the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so I was just like, because yeah. he kept saying things like, the reactor can't explode. like, yeah, he's, he's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. Uh, and, and just, I'm kind of an arrogant jerk too. Um, I definitely wouldn't want to work for somebody like that. Yeah. Like, like being constantly demeaned and yelled at and right. stuff. Um, like that didn't help. Yeah. Um, yeah, his people skills were lacking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I like that they were very honest about that at the beginning. They were like, "Look, the reason he's going to get blamed is because nobody likes him." Mm. And I thought mm. that was I I related to that because I was like, "Man, I I hate it when I get I get negative repercussions because of my personality rather yeah. than the like what I'm doing." Right. Yeah, and right. most of what he's saying was more or less true. <laughs> he made yeah. a few mistakes, obviously, yeah, as yeah. they show. I mean, he walks in, he's like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that where he's walking across. Like, oh man! Oh, that sucks. Yeah, the the portrayal. Yeah. The, the the guy who who played him it was excellent. Like yeah. I was yeah. like the fact that I like I hated him so much is actually just a testament to yeah. to, to, to the acting, acting yeah. and the the writing right. around that character. Well, so, so but so I really felt for what they. I liked that they said it ahead of time, and it turned. Then they showed it, and then it turned out to be true. The guy was like, he got blamed because he was so unlikable. But it's like they use that as the scapegoat. Yeah. I felt it's like, look, the you know, it wasn't necessarily any one person's fault. Which really, I still to this day believe is it was a combination. Like most accidents, it's a string of things that went wrong. He didn't right. cause it. He right. just failed to prevent it. Which yeah, and his personality was part of that. But they used a kind of irrelevant factor: the fact that he was an asshole, nobody liked him, nobody would defend him, and he was being a dick, as a way to like. As the main, as the cause, and yeah. it, it wasn't the cause. It's like he could have been a nice person who has same been there result. that day, and the, probably the same thing would have happened, and someone else would have gotten blamed. The For the sure. nearest, the 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 the, next the asshole yeah. second in charge, <laughs> <laughs> the janitor who's I, an right, asshole. Right. Your fault. I felt like the show did a good job of showing that it was all these different, you know, 
series of events of of just a, a lack of you know of the of the Soviet Union you know not disclosing the information of what they had found of what mm-hmm. Dr. Legasov had Legasov had found years before and then some of the you know some of the stuff that went down that night and then the pressure of wanting to move up and and forcing this test because of false knowledge of like all oh, the safeguards are in place we can do this and it'll be fine yeah so I, yeah. I feel like the show did show I think they did too yeah. that yeah. it was like it wasn't any one person's fault. It was just like, like you said, a series of just big mis- like mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. Which and and I like that they showed in the court scene that you're talking about yeah. where they actually gave the explanation because yep. when in our work when we have things that go wrong or or aren't working the way like they're much more like that where it's like okay so why is this having a negative COVID? okay there's xenon get like I love that they had xenon in there and stuff. <laughs> because we have weird tough problems like that like yeah. nuclear physics is complicated enough that like a lot of weird things happen it's a it's a combination of engineering and chemistry and um very advanced physics all kind of going in a big circle and you have to be like aware of all of them at the same time and that's one of the things i love about it is just like it's everything at once but it, it causes things like that like wh- how the at- reactor actually broke mm. was it required all those little blue things because it really <laughs> is this very complicated balancing act between yeah. what you think is happening what's actually happening what's being made and fukushima is very similar it's like the actual cause of the accident is still very, very complicated. It has to do with uh, hydrogen gas production, which is not a thing that's normally in there. And a lot of stuff with nuclear is like that, where there's interactions of the nuclear physics, heat, and and chemicals coming together in a in a perfect mix that just, you know, and it's very difficult to be yeah. on top of. <laughs> yeah, so like a, it's, a, it's like a really complicated equation with dozens of variables, yeah. and any one of those variables can... Right. And then oh, in the case of Fukushima, you throw in giant earthquake and tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those are two variables and, that I got to, yeah. <laughs> but now we know to put those in. I forgot to carry the tsunami. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, and then this is part of why we're closing San Onofre, but one of the things yeah. I looked into is like, hey, wait a minute, San Onofre is 50 feet off the ground, so that's an awfully big tsunami yeah, that we'd yeah. have to be hit with but you know maybe we can be yeah. hit by one i don't know right <laughs> yeah if you're getting hit, hit by a tsunami that big you, you know, you're gonna have a lot of a lot of yeah you got a lot of issues i mean obviously there. the nuclear one might be the biggest one but you know other mm-hmm. than that well i think in the case of fukushima i think the seawall was only short by like four feet or oh, something wow. like I, i'm not positive i don't quote me on that but i have to look it up but i think they they i mean they had a big they had a tsunami wall it just was Ooh. too short. It was just Ooh. just under. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so I think we're getting to that point, guys, where we asked the age-old question: Was oh, it good? Was it good? Oh. So I'm gonna start with. Uh, so I'm gonna start with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was weird. I'm, that was a weird way to. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna start with you. Like, you're like you like fake me out. I'm gonna. Like, I'm, I'm gonna start with you. <laughs> so, uh, Doctor Do- Higgerson, you're the guest here. So we're gonna start with you. So, Doctor Higgerson, was Chernobyl Man. an HBO miniseries event? Good. You know, since I knew the name of the podcast, I knew you guys were gonna ask me. That. <laughs> yeah. I've been dreading it uh, because I'm I'm just still not sure. Uh, okay. I enjoyed watching it, but there was just enough things. Uh, can I give two answers? Of course you can give two answers, yeah. It was good as a person watching a TV show. Like it? It was not good as a scientist watching a thing about a historical event. I like That's that. That's going to be my answer. That's like I one. was hoping it would be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked the movie making. 
Mm-hmm. Um, by the end, it just didn't have it. It had just a few too many things wrong to to balance out the other part. Once we're done this round, I, I want to come back to you because I do have a, one last question for you. Me but, too. Um, but Krishna. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it was good uh, because, uh, like I said right at the top, it was riveting. Um, uh, honestly, it, it, it gave me you know some information about uh, an event that I really don't know anything. I really didn't know anything about it going in. And the best part is that we got to do this podcast with Dr. Hickerson and actually learn. I'm like, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> and honestly, it's like it helped a lot with you know the fear around it. Mm-hmm. I liked it, though, because maybe around that time – it, people were that, and like, you, and like you said at the top as well, people were that afraid, and they did capture that really well. The fear was palpable. Um, the so. fear and like the unknown. The really unknown, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think that's probably where, oh, you know, some of the inaccuracies come too. It's just like it was unknown, and they're just kind of winging it. Know. Winging it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just winging it. Like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, you know? uh, yeah, I would I, I would say this was good. I definitely enjoyed the show a lot just from a from a TV standpoint. Like Dr. Hickerson said, like for a TV show, yes. I think it, it is very much a good show. Um, not being a scientist, you know, I obviously missed a lot of the inaccuracies and the the the, the oversights. And I think it, it is great to have have you on to to really dissect that type of stuff. And I bet if I like watched it again, maybe I wouldn't like it as much. But from my, you know, from my naive viewpoint going in, I definitely enjoyed the show a lot. So I would say yes. Cool. Ignorance cool. is bliss sometimes. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Right? Big Rather. shocker. I'm going to say yes as well. <laughs> what? I know. Gasp. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, Dr. Dickerson, you said, obviously in your your answer, um, as a TV show, you liked it. You didn't like it from, uh, like from a, a scientist point of view. Is there a TV show or movie out there that you personally like as a you know, an oh, entertainment yeah, thing, and then yeah. something as a scientist there, that one thing. Yeah, yeah, tons. Uh, well, I liked, as hardcore science fiction, I love, like, The Martian and Interstellar, where they pour into the mm-hmm. the details. And by the way, if you listen to my podcast, uh, yeah. um, Shirley Joking, I've had Kip Thorne, who worked on Interstellar, mm-hmm. Andy Weir, who did The Martian. So oh, I very cool. Um, and, yeah, I mean, those guys... Oh, and now... Um, you guys should you should do an episode, future episode. I, I would love to come back for this yeah. one too. You should do Wandering Earth because yes, that is a podcast favorite. Right, yeah. because if if I have ever seen a show <laughs> where you're like, where everyone is gonna be watching, like no fucking way is this real. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole time I'm sitting there is like, holy, I can't. Oh my god, I can't believe they calculated the the Mach number of that explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting there pouring like. No, no, this can't be right. And, but it's like <laughs> when a movie like that goes so wild, but actually is, you know, fits modern science. I'm like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, um, but I also fantastic. like the other extreme. You know, I like it like shows like Star Wars where they're I, I disliked Star Wars where they tried to make it accurate or yep. accurate with metachlorine or whatever. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, oh, I I I want you know I like it when shows try to pick one or the other. I don't the the whole skirting halfway is all i mean there's nothing worse when they're trying and then they make a mistake like, yeah just, right. because like, either, it's either super try, obvious yeah, yeah yeah it's like and everyone picks up on it even if you're not a scientist you can just you can tell people can they can do the smell test which is what makes uh science consulting pretty hard actually or so critical i should say it's like you, you gotta listen to your scientists because 
just because the entire audience isn't a scientist, they they can tell. They can yeah. figure that stuff out. Well, Maybe not on the historical details always, but I mean, yeah, in science fiction you can. Um, I think so. And you can bet your dollar they're going to Google afterwards. Yeah, to, to yeah. Look yeah. That up. Google like, it. Okay, <laughs> so is that sure. true? Right. Yeah. Oh man. So last question, obviously the the other one is you know we're we gonna watch it again. Sure. Personally, I will probably watch this again at some point, maybe in like a year or so. Yeah, I would say I'd watch it again, but way down the line. Well, yeah, probably I would probably watch it again. Like if something else comes out, um, like another something else, you know, about like maybe Hiroshima or you know, uh, Fuku- um, Fukushima, Fukushima. Fukushima. Sorry, um, I would watch it again and be like, oh, let me compare and contrast, but probably not in the immediate future. Though. Are you gonna watch the the one Russia's making? Did you guys hear? About I that? heard oh about God. this. I saw it on Twitter yeah. this morning. I was <laughs> yeah. like, that. I kind of, I kind of want to just to be like. Yeah, Russia's making one where the CIA like operatives cause Chernobyl. So. <laughs> oh, we gotta watch that. <laughs> oh my god. That. They apparently were not happy with this. That show. was uh, <laughs> that's surprising. awesome. That's Very really surprising. good. That's that's good. I'm gonna watch up. that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I, awesome. I would say after having having Dr. Hickerson on, I would I would have said no before, but after having you on and hearing about all the different stuff, I actually do want to watch this again now that I know some of the science behind it, so mm-hmm. I can pick up on some of that stuff. So I have a awesome. Thanks. Uh, so I have a question for you guys. Is it what impact is it going to have? Do you think? Because that's the part that I'm just most unsure of. And, sure. And uh, because I I can see it both ways. I can yeah. see that yeah, of course it's scary, but everyone was scared of Chernobyl anyway. Right. I mean, I was I'm always told like, oh, nuclear power is not safe because of Chernobyl. Right. Like, okay. What about Chernobyl? And then people can't answer. Now people can see it. It's like okay, so like mm. what? What is what yeah. is, is 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 did all the detail and showing the people behind it actually end up maybe oh this was this is just like a an accident that had yeah. a cause and a and a way to prevent it. I, I would say I would say the impact that I think it's going to have and it's already starting to have is and this is just you know you know a week afterward and you know it's from Twitter so how accurate is it I'm not sure but the 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 conversation and the discussion that's happening around it with both regular Twitter folk, and then also scientists like yourself uh, coming out online and being like, well, you know, like breaking down some of the science and be like, this is what you have to fear, this is what you don't have to fear. Uh, I think it's it's probably going to lead to a greater interest and greater awareness around the whole subject as a whole, Mm. which hopefully means you have a slightly more educated uh, general population, which Mm. hopefully leads to um, you know, kind of what you're saying. You don't need to be that afraid of this kind of stuff. You know, that, I'm, but I'm, that's me being optimistic. Well, like I think from a, just from like HBO standpoint, right? So Chernobyl came out right after Game of Thrones ended, and they did a fair amount of marketing around the show during the final season of Thrones, and it ended up being HBO's like number one show for five straight weeks. So a lot of people watched the show. Mm-hmm. And I think just like... Because they were my, jonesing for... They're, they the wanted something. Yeah, they wanted <laughs> something. something. <good>. And like, <laughs> they, like saw, they saw... I want something story. that ends better. You know, like... So I think what's interesting is, you know, people... This filled a void for a lot of people, and like we're entering the su- we're entering the summer. This month. filled a void. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a historical a historical void. Yeah. No, but I think it, it. I think what's interesting is a lot of people are discussing it, and just like in my everyday life, I know some people that watched it, and I know some people were like, "Oh, I didn't really know exactly what this was. Was it? Is it a good show?" And a lot of people were like, "Yeah, this is a good show. You should watch it." So I think what's interesting is as we enter the summer months more people will watch it and I think it's a discussion I think it's going to be like a summer discussion essentially mm-hmm. where people are, are talking about the show talking about the science um, and 
I don't know how long that discussion will last. Like right. it, it probably will last until the next, you know, until, HBO show. Until the next <laughs> well, HBO show, well, or the next thing comes out. Well, I think know? the big one is like if Russia is actually making their own take on it. Sure. This conversation is going to continue through the summer, right. probably into the fall. Which, as we know in pop culture, that's a pretty long time. <laughs> it is. It's a very, very long yeah, time. So sure. it's, it's going to be interesting, I think. And the half life. <laughs> extended one. The half-life of the conversation of the show about radiation. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's get really weird. Um, what, what, actually, yeah. just real quick to throw it back to you. What do you think? So, I know you're not sure, but what does your gut tell you? What do you think the, the reaction? Uh, my, my gut originally told me that it will actually help people learn more about it and they'll be more pro-nuclear, but I'm just seeing so many of my friends posting like, I'm scared to go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like seeing all these oh, people like, no. did you know these reactors still exist? <laughs> and, you know, and like, and then yeah, I can just see no, you so, like, um, bang your head on the table. Yeah. So I'm, I'm worried about that, but I mean, just keep in mind, like when you burn, when you burn coal and gas, it's that smoke coming out all the time, yeah. going into your lungs. It also has radioactive material in it. It's also from the ground and you know, that's our alternative. And, uh, you know, nothing's perfect, nothing's 100% safe, but, you know, that's just despite what it seems like, despite being scary, the scariest, you know, like falling from a plane is the scariest thing that most people can think of. Doesn't change the fact that plane flight is safe. Yep. It's the same nuclear, the fact that it can be as terrifying as hell doesn't change the fact that it's actually the least dangerous and we just got to wrap our mind around those two extremes right um, and that has been your was a good PSA <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to fear every little thing oh man I love it it's okay to respect it let's yeah. put it that way yeah healthy respect. respect yeah you know like nobody pilots don't go in going like no nah, it's safe <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody does that A pilot still does his job yeah yeah Oh, I don't have my con- I don't have my glass and my contacts. There. It's right, right. <laughs> you just wing it. Who cares? Oh my God, I like that. Just wing, wing it. Yeah, exactly. Wing it. Pilot. Wing it. Well done. Well done. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, for everyone listening, thank you again, Doctor Hickerson. Thanks for um, having me. Is there anything you'd like to plug at the at the end here? Your podcast. Uh, I'd love to plug my podcast again. Surely you're joking. I have lots of great science guests. Um, I just uh, recently I'm gonna have an episode coming up with uh, somebody who took a picture of a black hole. So. Wow. Oh, Fun. That's yeah. going to be a good one, actually. Yeah. That black hole is scary. And uh, if uh, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, I do shows around LA, and um, I don't have one to plug right now, but I I post them when they, when they come up. So perfect. Right on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and yeah. you are at K H Oh K P Hickerson. Yeah, K P Hickerson. Yep. Hickerson. Perfect. Cool. Thank you for listening. This was Was It Good. You can find us on Twitter at Was It Good and on Instagram at Was It Good BTM. Goodbye. <laughs>